Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in. Sarah is 
here with us today, but she has lost her voice, which is not great for podcasting. <laughs> no, it is not. And it doesn't sound horrible, but is not the most beautiful voice to listen to. So we left it up to Chase today to to run the show. Yeah. And I mean, it's not the sound so much as it's just impossible <laughs> for her to talk for yeah, more than a couple minutes. It hurts of a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so that is why you'll only hear me throughout the show and the next couple shows because we're recording a couple more today. Uh, so we'll be sure to, to let you know Sarah is here, but just not having a voice. And we have a great show for you today where we welcome Dr. Carla Marie Manley. She is a clinical psychologist and wellness expert, and she has a clinical practice and is also deeply invested in her roles as an author, consultant, advocate, and speaker. And Today, we started talking about Dr. Manley's newest book, Date Smart. And today, we talk about dating a little bit, but it's really a message that's valuable for people that are dating, in a relationship, married, whatever status you're at. And that's really just improving ourselves, loving ourselves, and knowing ourselves. And Dr. Manley gives us some great tips on how to frame that, how to solve conflict with our partner through the perspective of not what our partner is doing, but what we can do better and how to just constantly become the best version of ourselves. So really great show for you today with Dr. Carla Manley. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for visiting our website, idopodcast.com, signing up for the 14-day Happy Couple Challenge. Check that out. It is completely free and really valuable. We get great feedback on that. And yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Dr. Carla. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So today we're going to talk about your latest book, Date Smart, Transform Your Relationships and Love Fearlessly. And we thought we could start with having you talk about what motivated you to write this book. And then we'll dive into how you like to frame the approach of to improve your relationships. You can often start with consciously crafting the best version of yourself. Um, we thought that that is a powerful message and important for our listeners. So let's dive in. Absolutely. So your first question about why, what drew me to write Date Smart. When I'm working with clients, individuals, groups, doing speaking engagements, whatever I'm doing, I'm really trying to stay abreast of what is happening for other people. And what I noticed about two years ago, of course, it's been going on for a long time, was given the uptick in dating apps and in the use of dating apps, online dating, less of a connection through an organic community, there seemed to be more dating problems, dating concerns, people feeling really depressed about their relationships and the quality of their relationships. And so that's what actually drew me to Write Date Smart. I really wanted to offer a basic template for people in the dating world, anyone who wanted to improve their relationships in a healthy way from the inside out. Because I think so many of us don't get that guidance in early childhood. And as we move through young adulthood into adulthood, so we're a bit, you know, left adrift on how to do it in a way that feels right and feels healthy. And then I also think that 
today's current dating world where the messages are quite honestly about disposability in many cases, move from one relationship to the next sort of thing. And I think it gets our psyches out of whack. It increases stress, it increases anxiety, and certainly depression because people aren't getting that type of close, intimate, safe connection they really want. So I hope that adequately answers the first question. And then the paradigm that I come from, which is a self-awareness paradigm. If we really work Not that any of us will ever be perfect, but if we really work at knowing who we are, which, you know, some people say you must love yourself in order to date well. Well, to a certain degree, I think it's more important that you know yourself well. And as you get to know yourself well and make friends with yourself, then you can learn to love yourself and then really love others without projecting all of your issues onto them, be they good issues or not so good issues. And so that's where Date Smart really comes from is trying to help people see that when we slow down in our relationships and get to some of the basics, we feel more more rooted in who we are and then we take that rooted genuine quality into our relationships. This is a big one. And it's valuable for people that are dating or people that are married or already in a relationship. And that is knowing yourself and loving yourself. So let's dive into that a little bit. How can someone frame that journey? And let's talk about some ways to get to know ourselves and love ourselves more. Such a good question and direction to take. So how can we, we'll break it down into the know yourself and then the love yourself piece. But when we come to know ourselves, so many of us, particularly if we're raised in a childhood environment that is not particularly emotionally and mentally supportive, we get through. We are absorbing lots of negative habits or fair habits and we get through life. Then we move and maybe we go into our first career or college or whatever it is in our first big relationships and we're still on autopilot. We are just moving forward. And for some people, they learn to pause, to be mindful, to be very intentional. And I think the world, my prayer is that it's getting more and more that way. But in many cases, we're just powering through you know, what's next? How can I achieve? How can I be more successful? And so we miss that part of slowing down to tune in, to know who we are and what we really want from life. And actually that gave rise to my first book, which is called Joy from Fear. That was my way of helping people learn how to tune in to you. And I actually learned that in my doctoral program. I began researching fear to find out what holds us back in life because I used myself as an example. What kept me from doing what my passion really was? Well, it was fear. It was me trying to please everyone else so that I could be loved and accepted, right? And so I did a lot of research and developed a quantitative and qualitative questionnaire to help understand how other people use that type of fear. And indeed, what I found is that if you are moving forward in life to please other people, you become so afraid of getting it wrong or being, un, you know, not being loved or not being worthy. So that kind of fear becomes destructive and it prevents self-awareness. 
So when we start letting go of the expectations of others and really try to tune into who we are and what is best for us, it becomes a win-win situation because then we become guided by what really feels right for us, whether it's about our profession or our relationship or taking a time out from a relationship so we can get to know who we are better. So that is part of the main thing of growing self-awareness, learning to slow down and tune in to you. Look at what you're doing specifically to please others, specifically to achieve what others think you should be achieving, whether it's family members, whether it's society, whether it's a partner, you know, whatever it is, and come back to what am I here for? What is my purpose in life? And some people might say, oh, well, that sounds very selfish, but it's not selfish. And here's why. When we take that approach and really tune into who we are and what's best for us, we become the best version of who we are. Therefore, we are better partners, we are better friends, we are better parents, we are better employers or employees because we're doing that which we believe in. And so it's actually the opposite of being selfish. It is about being really courageous, about knowing who you are, developing who you are, and taking that path throughout your life and reevaluating it as you move forward. So that's the type of self-awareness when we bring that into a romantic relationship, whether it's a dating relationship or an I do, you know, marriage relationship, then we are saying to the self and we're saying to our partner, this is who I am. Please breathe into that. Help me be the best I can be. And who are you? Tell me who you are and what you want out of life. Let me help support you in being the best you that you can be. And when we create that energy, that dynamic with a partner, oh my goodness, it just creates the most magnificent energy because you have two people who are supporting each other in being good for themselves, good for the world, good for their children if they have children. And so that is how I I see it as benefiting relationships. So then the second part of your question, which is self-love, how do we develop self-love? In that process of self-awareness, if we're really slowing down to get to know who we are. So for me, I am Carla. I am Dr. Carla. I have lots and lots of great qualities that I've really worked on. Some of them are natural. Some of them I've really worked on. I also have some areas that are not so strong, some that I can't change very much, some that I really can change. And so when we, for example, you know, as much as I would love to be a world-class gymnast, I just don't, you know, yoga is about as far as I can go with that, right? (laughs) And so maybe let's look at something as far as personality, patience, you know, I try and be a very, very patient individual, but I am aware, being human, that I can always be working on being a more patient individual and then looking at my strong areas. You know, what are the strong areas and how can I keep strengthening those as a clinician, as a writer, as a speaker? How can I keep making myself a better individual? Same with my partner. How can I support my husband? How can I breathe into his life and support him and nourish him emotionally, mentally with healthy food? You know, how about my children? All of those things that if we are conscious about that process, knowing my strengths and working to continue to strengthen them, 
knowing my weaknesses and my frailties, honoring them and, and working on those that need work, then what does that create? There's no self-loathing. There's no over-appreciation of, of any part of me. It's just, in fact, most of my good qualities, in fact, all of my good qualities, I give credit to a higher power. You know, it comes through me. And so I think that when we take that attitude of knowing our strengths, being grateful for them, seeing our weaknesses, not being ashamed of them, but looking and saying, hey, I'm human. I'm trying to be better. We'll always try to be a better human being. What is there not to love about the self? And so I think if we take that attitude of not trying to be perfect, because none of us can be perfect, but accepting that we will never be perfect in all areas, we're simply not capable of it, nor would we be very interesting if we were perfect in all areas, would, you know, be robots who had been programmed to be perfect at everything. And that would take out some of the, you know, the beautifully interesting parts of who we are. And so that is to me how we form self-love because in that process, we're working on increasing self-esteem, which I talk a lot about in Date Smart. I talk about that in all of my books because it's such a critical part of who we are and self-esteem is different from self-confidence. And so I think the idea is for some people, their profession making money is their end-all be-all. For me, my belief is that our profession as humans, is best served by having our self-work be one of our highest callings, if not our highest calling. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... 
No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first One Skin purchase when using the code I do when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. We love it. And a lot of questions. <laughs> it's a I've, lot, I've isn't it? Written down here, and it's all great stuff, Dr. Carla. I want to go back to asking ourselves, what are we doing to please others? And I think I understand how that's such a valuable question. How do we strike a balance between asking that question and loving ourselves? But let's say we're in a relationship at a certain point. We will do things to please our partner. And obviously there's boundaries and lines there. We don't want to be sacrificing values and stuff like that. But how do we strike a balance between asking that question and standing up for what it is that we want and not being overly selfish? Because there there seems to be a line where it could turn into uh, selfish behaviors. Absolutely. Such a good question. And so... Easiest route is to use myself as an example. In my first marriage, devoted wife, supported my husband in everything that he wanted. And when it came time for me to return to doctoral school to pursue my dream, he said, no, you have enough education. So you can understand when somebody's faced with a predicament like that, the self says, oh, goodness, I committed to a lifetime of marriage for better or for worse, richer or poorer, sickness and health. Yet what I realized, I was sacrificing my true calling and there was not balance from the other individual. So that's what you want to be looking for. And so ultimately, I had to really decide I have been this person pleasing everyone and everything. I was the chief breadwinner, all of those things in a profession that was never my calling. And so that is the time where we have to look at the big picture in a relationship. Is there a sense of mutual support? And if that mutual sense of support is there mutual, then you never get into the realm of selfishness. And so if you look at my current marriage, again, using myself as an example, there are things that my partner does that I'm not particularly, you know, aren't my cup of tea, but I make space and say, well, of course, it makes you happy. You do that. 
and my partner will come back and on things that are important to me that might not be important to him. He says, well, I can see that gives you joy. Why don't you do that? I'll support you in that. So you can see, and not that it's always that easy, mind you, sometimes there's some negotiation, but that's the piece you want to see in a relationship, the reciprocity. That is the key. And I see it overarchingly with my clients who are in relationship, whether it's married or not. There has to be that part where partners are willing to see that there's partner A and partner B. And then in the middle is the third, which is the relationship. And the relationship is the C. And I'm not putting them in any particular order, right? I'm just giving them, you know, alphabet letters. And so when we look at the fact that if we are both working as partners at supporting C, the relationship, and doing what's best for that, then we tend to not go down the selfish route too much. Sometimes we might, but then we come back to the partner and the partner says, you know, hey, you've been gone every night this week and I need some help with the kids and I know that you need some personal time out because work is, you know, really stressful. But how about if we reduce that to one time so that maybe, you know, I can have time with my book club or something. So it is really about finding the balance, that mutual space and what I call the C space, you know, which is about caring and compassion and compromise. And we want to sit in that C space as much as possible. And if one partner really starts going down the selfish route, because some people will do that more and some simply wouldn't. And then we bring it back and say, you know, this is feeling out of balance to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I would ask you, you gave a little example of how to communicate if you're feeling things are unbalanced. And obviously, communication is key in all of our relationship, but certainly in more negative issues. So let's say someone listening is like, yeah, I feel like there's no reciprocity. I'm the one that's always you know, taking the high road, this or that. How can we come to our partner and talk to them about that in a way that will bring us together? Another splendid question. And so what I teach is is a very common method, actually, and it's really effective, even if it's a little bit clunky at first, but it's two things. It's using I messages, and then the other part is reflective listening. So before I explain that, just I, I really love your question because the relationships that have the most balance even if it's simply perceived balance by both partners where somebody on the outside might look and say, oh, it looks out of balance to me. But that's not what matters. What matters is the partners in the relationship know that their flow is balanced. And those are the relationships that are the healthiest, where both partners feel overarchingly, this is fair. I'm not taken advantage of. And sometimes if there's a big life stress or a health issue, that might not be a 50-50 balance. It might go to 80-20 temporarily if somebody's in the hospital or has a huge life stress. And then it might flip, you know, to 60-40. But ideally, we get it into that 50-50 space where both partners feel, I am seen, I am respected, you know, my needs are cared for. So that's really important as a background. Now, let's go to how to communicate. I messages. And I take iMessages one step further from the standard and you'll see why. And iMessage is simply using the word I followed by a feeling message. I feel sad. I feel hurt. 
I feel disrespected. I feel exhausted. When we use I messages in that way, we tend to avoid blaming anyone. And we tend to allow more of a space of communication and connection. Because if I say, you are a jerk, or you are stupid, or you are taking advantage of me, I automatically put you on the defensive. But if I say, hey, I feel hurt. I feel this. I feel that. Then I'm not accusing you. I'm just simply saying, this is how I feel. And then here's what I add to iMessages. I add on what I need from you. So I'm not just saying something and expecting you to naturally know what I need or to fix it. I'm saying, I feel hurt and I need this. So you automatically get the cure to the situation all at once. So I might say, I feel really disrespected. I do the cooking and the kitchen cleanup and you go and you sit on the couch and play with, you know, your phone or watch TV. And I would really like it if you would help me do the dishes. I would feel so much more appreciated if you would be in the kitchen and do the prep work with me on the, because I'd be able to connect with you. So I'm letting you know what is going on that doesn't feel right. And I'm letting you know how you can behave that would feel right. And so when we approach things that way with an I message followed with the fix, with the hope for cure, then that really takes care of that part. Okay, so now the next piece, how can we make these kind of issues not become explosive? And this is the part that becomes a bit cumbersome for couples until they get into the habit of using it. It's called reflective listening, reflective listening. It is often also called mirroring. And the reason it's called that, you'll see why in a minute. If you tell me something, so reflective listening is broken down into one person being the speaker and the other person being the listener. And then when they're done, the roles are swapped. So it takes away from the argument place and puts people really into a space of trusting and focusing on their partner and what their partner has to say, trusting that they will have a turn to share their perspective. Reflective listening is also not about agreeing with the other person, although that may be the outcome. It is about learning to be empathic and dropping into that person's shoes. So it's very simple. You simply say, Sarah, I feel hurt when you are constantly late. And you don't text me or call me to let me know when you'll be home from the office. I feel hurt because I have dinner waiting and then it goes cold and then I'm worried about you. And I feel, you know, worried on top of that. In the future, if you're going to be late, would you please text me or call me, you know, before six o'clock so that I don't worry and so that I know when to expect you? Now, you being, let's pretend Sarah's on the opposite end, and Sarah might say, one response is, oh, you're always complaining about something. Don't you have anything else going on in your life you need to worry about when I'm coming home? Come on, you know, take a chill pill. That could be one response. But in reflective listening, what we would do is simply repeat back what I said, and Sarah would say, so if I hear you right, 
you get pretty upset and, and hurt when I don't come home from work on time. And it's even harder for you when I don't let you know how late I'll be. And if I just completely ignore you, then you feel disrespected. Did I get that right? And then me as the speaker says, yeah, yeah, you got that, you know, 90% right or 100% right. And if there's anything she didn't get right, then she has an opportunity to clarify. And then once I feel really heard, then I'll, then it's Sarah's chance to chime in. And Sarah may chime in and say, you know, I totally get you. I can appreciate where you're at. And yeah, in the future, I'm going to do better. I'm going to set a reminder on my phone for you know, 555. And if I'm not out the door of the office, I'll call you or text you. Or Sarah might say, you know, I feel really unappreciated when I hear you say that, you know, I work so hard to help our family and, and I just sometimes get so knee deep in projects. And so then maybe we need to do some negotiating where then Sarah, we change the time to 630 when she checks in. But the idea is to really drop into a space where there isn't combat because combat doesn't serve anyone fighting does not serve anyone discussion does before we continue on we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors do you want to know one of my favorite meals it's a slice of toasted bread with tomato mozzarella basil olive oil salt and pepper and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good, and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family, and we all walked to the lake, and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and, of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. 
Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. How do you avoid a situation where someone comes and they share their frustration with an I message and it might be put the other partner on the defensive, you know, it's like, I feel frustrated when you do this and I need you to communicate with me and make sure you text me when you're leaving work. So I know where you're at. And then the other partner could be like, well, I'm super busy. Mirror them, say, I understand you repeat back to them, but then they have like their side, right? This is classic. And it's like, well, I, I do text you sometimes and I'm just really busy. And if I forget to text you, you know what I mean? And then it becomes about each partner's feelings and needs. And it just spirals, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And generally, if you're really used to doing the reflective listening, you will start seeing that one partner is avoiding connection. If a resolution doesn't happen, because generally if you were a fly on the wall or a judge in the sky, there would be a pretty clear cut path. If, you know, there's a little judge up in the sky, the judge would generally be able to look at a relationship issue and say, hey, here's the middle ground. And that is the part that is so hard for people in relationships because they let their power and control issues come up. And they're afraid of being controlled or losing, you know, their form of power. When in this case, if we look at my concerns with the fictional Sarah, a judge would probably look and say, you have lots of reminders on your phone for other things. It's okay to have a reminder on your phone. It'll take you two seconds to text your partner to let your partner know that you're going to be running late. Is your relationship worth those two seconds to set the reminder and to check in? And if Sarah is saying, no, I still can't do that, then the work is to find out why. What is the resistance to checking in? And that's where, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, a couple's therapist 
can really help find out where is the resistance to finding a mutual solution. Now, Sarah indeed may come back and say, how about if I check in at 6.30 instead? Because six o'clock is just, you know, the worst part of my day. You know, it's that wind down part. But the idea is to see that the person bringing the issue has a need, has a fear, has a concern, something's going on. And if there's anything to that, then it's about how can the other person come forward to help with that need. And that's the collaborative piece. Because often we won't see eye to eye, but it's not about seeing eye to eye always. It's about if you have that back and forth and can really hop into somebody else's perspective, let's pretend that If Sarah was able to hop into my perspective and say, oh, I can totally see that'd be kind of a pain to have dinner ready and not know where I am and kind of be on on hold, I can see that. Yeah, I can give you a minute or 30 seconds of my time to let you know when I'll be there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And easier said than done. But I think what you said was... Oh, yes. (laughs) Hopping into (laughs) the other's perspective because... Yeah, we can feel maybe defensive. Our ego wants to come in and say, well, I I did try to text you or this is why. And it's like just kind of I'm almost visualizing just block that because that's not bringing value to the relationship. So rather than feeling like you got to stick up for yourself, go to that C, right? That C space of what's best for the relationship. Yes, because it's not about the self. It is about, it's a really big shift because our society is so oriented toward being independent. We forget that once we are in a relationship, if we want a healthy relationship, we must become focused on interdependence, which means always going toward what's a win-win. Always. Even if it's not our cup of tea and looking and saying, now, Here's where I draw the line. If somebody's asking you to be flexible on something where your moral code is compromised, where your values are compromised, where your health or safety is compromised, absolutely hold that hard line. Most of the other stuff, though, we can compromise on. It's just, as you said, it is our ego. It is our often our childhood wounds affecting us as adults. Where if we just step into it and go, what's the big deal? You know, if, if, if I'm Sarah, I can just stop and go, well, what, you know, what is my issue with checking in? Why is that hard for me? And if I really sit with it and do my self-awareness work, I might come and say, you know, it is a power thing. You know, I'm afraid of giving up my autonomy and I'm afraid that this is a first step toward being controlled. But if I really look at it, All it is is my partner missing me and wanting to have dinner on the table for me or cook dinner with me, whatever it is. And so often we have to go back into ourselves, which takes this as the self-awareness people, to find out what is my resistance. It's such an important thing to ask ourselves constantly. And that's why we can learn so much from our relationships because oh, so much are brought to the surface by those conflicts, by those things of like, why can I not just acknowledge my partner's feelings and their need and not make it about me? And often, yeah, that thing that makes that feeling of why I have to make it about me 
is a place to grow. And it's all so valuable, Dr. Carla. And obviously, we started this conversation, we talked about dating, and all of this relates to if you're in a relationship or if you're dating, you want to be bringing this perspective with you. I and mean, single listeners might be like, well, I'm not in a relationship. It's like, this is the work that you can start now. And when you find a relationship, already have this in the front of your mind that you're operating with this knowledge. Absolutely. And I think you're, you're reminding me of one of my favorite quotes by Rainier Maria Rilke, 1904. So this is not new stuff we're talking about. And he wrote, this was in a letter, for one human being to love another. That is perhaps the most difficult of all our tasks, the ultimate, the last test and proof, the work for which all other work is but preparation. And then he went on to say, only in this sense, as the task of working at themselves to hearken and hammer day and night, might young people use the love that is given them. And so through that lens of that quote, it's one of the few quotes that I really hold up to the light because it's so true. When we use our love and our love relationships, including our love relationship with the self, if we're not dating, to work to evolve, to look at those parts and say, well, where is my resistance here? And that can be, like you said, somebody who's single and not in the dating world or not in the relationship world. If you're resistant to dating or if you're resistant to, you know, looking for a job promotion, look at what the resistance is about. What is that fear? And it's interesting because it usually does go back to a fear. As much as those independent, strong-minded people among us, you know, myself being one of them, right? We're independent, we're strong-minded. We don't want to think that we're afraid. But I can tell you, if you're being resistant to a partner and the partner's need is reasonable, there is generally a fear behind that. So true. And a great way to wrap up something for our listeners to think about is what's behind that fear? What are we afraid of? Dr. Carla, thank you so much for sharing all this information. And we're really just scratching the surface. That's why we're 300 plus episodes in. There's always more to talk about. So thank you so much. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? And if there's something you want to leave them with, and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. So you can find me at drcarlamanley.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, same name, Dr. Carla Manley. And my books you can find on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, your local bookstore. Um, so I'm pretty easy to find. And what would I leave you with is just remember whether you're in or out of a relationship that the greatest gift that you can give yourself and to the world is just really focusing every day on just being the best version of you that day. Doesn't mean being perfect. It means working just to notice one part where you're really doing well and appreciating that and affirming that part of yourself and noticing maybe once or twice a week an area where you're not doing so well and just saying, hey, I'm going to work on that with a lot of love. And so if you take that kind of attitude that's filled with love and compassion, then you continue to evolve into a better version of you every day. Thank you so much, Dr. Carla. The links and 
to your books and your website will be in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And thanks for taking the time to come on the show. My pleasure. Take good care. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.